Hey, hey, self-care warriors. Um, First of all, happy new year. Welcome to the first episode of Hold My Purse for 2024. Question, are you ready to rock your world this year? It's a new you year. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the healthcare squad. And thanks for joining the vibe. So with that in mind, today we're diving deep into 10 habits that has got to go in 2024. And they're all inspired by the timeless wisdom of Buddha. This podcast is your go-to arsenal for all things self-care, growth, and getting that inner harmony on lock. It's all about leavening up together, y'all. So let's get this party started. All right. So before we get into today's show, let's let's talk numerology. The vibes for 2024, it's all about the number eight. It's the number eight, y'all. And that's a good omen. The rainbow after the storm and a, a big promise for a brighter tomorrow. This year is it. Now, I'm not saying there's not going to be challenges and obstacles for sure. And as long as you live, you're going to have some challenges and obstacles. But guess what? This year truly is all about hope, growth, expansion, prosperity, and success. Now, let's dive right into today's show. The 10 things that you got to let go. Number one, dealing with anger and those that have caused you harm. Buddha put it best. You won't get punished for your anger, but man, you'll surely get punished by it. Seeking validation from the source of your suffering. Cue. I mean, cue it up. The self-inflicted prison alarm. The Buddha's got a different route for us to consider. And it's all about turning inward and embracing self-compassion and understanding. And guess what? Research shows that Showing self-compassion is a superpower against pain and the emotions that come with it. Kindness to ourselves, that's the key to healing and building our emotional fortress. So instead of wrestling those thorns that you get from, from pain, let's tend to the wounds that they've caused. We're talking about nurturing our resilience and finding peace within the storm. And hey, it's not about ignoring the pain. That's not what I'm saying, but it's about acknowledging it and treating it like like a VIP guest and let it transform you. Now, don't get me wrong. There are folks out there who bring healing vibes and not chaos, but for those pain inducers, self-care's our new bestie and inner growth is going to be your jam. Remember, you can't control those thorns, but you can for sure control your reaction to them. So let's sprinkle a little self-care on those wounds and let's, let's watch them heal. Lesson number two, develop the gift of goodbye. We all know that decluttering the closet of, you know, overflowing shit that you just don't wear For instance, I just cleaned out my closet. Like I have like three garbage bags full of stuff that I'm going to take to the Goodwill. But what I want you to think about is tidying up your relationships, decluttering your relationships. 
because let's just be real. Some people are like freaking emotional vampires sucking the joy out of you. And Buddha, that chill dude, knew what was up when he said this. Surround yourself with good people for they will lift you higher. Bad company drags you down. So basically, your crew can make or break your vibe. So why keep energy drainers around when you can curate a posse of soul sisters and sunshine seekers? You're in control. Now, I'm not talking about ditching everyone who ever disagreed with you. I mean, that has a level of probably immaturity. And it, you know, probably sounds really good. But this is about, like, recognizing the relationships that just leave you feeling depleted. Like you just ran a marathon on emotional fumes. I know you got some people like that in your life. And then Buddha also dropped some some major knowledge about just letting go. The relationships that hold us back and keep us stuck in a rut. He taught us that attachment to what doesn't serve us only blocks our path to inner peace. So sometimes the kindest, the absolute best thing you can do for yourself is to hit the emotional unsubscribe button. And it's not about being cold-hearted. It's about self-preservation. By consciously choosing to let go of negativity, you make space for positive connections and, and your spiritual growth. Think of it like decluttering your mental attic. You want to toss out that resentment and ditch the cobwebs on drama and Just make room for sunshine and genuine connections because you know what? You deserve a tribe that lifts you up, not weigh you down. So declutter your relationships with love, discernment, and create space where your energy can freaking radiate like a disco ball in a glitter factory because you know what? A life filled with good vibes is definitely a life worth living. Lesson number three, cherish every moment. So here's a gut punch for you today. A little reminder, courtesy of the OG mindfulness of our homie Buddha. The trouble is, he said, you think you have time. Damn, now that is a truth bomb. And it hits, right? We all start around like... Like we're immortal, juggling careers and side hustles, family drama, and just like a ton of social obligations. But let's be real, y'all. Life is shorter than that third season of your favorite show that mysteriously got canceled. So why are we wasting our time chasing rainbows on someone else's map? Buddha wasn't just dropping Zen riddles for fun. Studies show our perception of time skews longer than the actual reality, which leads us to procrastinate and prioritize things that might not truly matter. This planning fallacy throws us completely off track, leaving us burnt out and wondering where the heck the years went. (coughs) Excuse me, queue up 2024. So take a breath. Put down that third latte, 
you know, even Superwoman needs to get get some rest. And let's get real about your time budget. What are you spending your precious hours on? Are they aligned with your deepest values? Do they spark that inner fire of passion and purpose? Or are you just spinning on a hamster wheel for someone else's definition of success? It really is time to declutter your calendar like Marie Kondo declutters closets. Ask yourself, what sparks joy? What makes your soul sing? What fuels your growth and brings meaning to your existence? Ditch the should do's and cultivate some more hell yeses. Prioritize experiences that nourish your spirit, connect you with your values, and propel you towards the life that you really do crave. Remember, it's about choosing intention over exhaustion, alignment over obligation. It's about saying no to the noise and making space for what is important. So grab that life calendar, rewrite the script, and invest in experiences that make your time on this glorious planet one freaking epic masterpiece. Despite what you think, time is not on your side. It's ticking away through your very existence. So make it count. Number four, balancing your rage. The art of expressing anger. All right, let's dive into this wisdom nugget from Buddha. Holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else. But guess what? You're the one that's getting burned. Think about it. When you're fuming, ready to unleash that storm, it's like holding on to that burning coal. But guess what? We're the ones feeling the heat, not them. Buddha knew it, and he knew what was up, and he was all about this patience and having composure. And you know what? Science agrees with his whole vibe. Studies show that practicing patience can reduce stress, lower anxiety, and even improve your relationships. It's like hitting that chill button in a world full of chaos. So instead of going all hope mode, step back, take a breather, and let the magic happen and get over it. So here's the vibe. When frustration kicks in, we're flipping the script. We're embracing that patient superpower. It's not about suppressing the feels. It's about choosing how we respond. Buddha knew it and science backs it. Let's dodge that burning coal and keep our cool. Lesson number five, embracing uniqueness. You see, comparing yourself to others is like wearing somebody else's shoes. If they fit, you're probably walking in their story. That, my friends, is a mic drop moment. Think about it. You scroll through social media, you see someone living their seemingly perfect life, and suddenly you feel like yours is a failure. Comparison is the thief of joy. It breeds jealousy, it screams insecurities, and turns you into a self-criticizing human being. Buddha wasn't just dropping wisdom bombs. 
Studies confirm that social comparison is like pouring gasoline on our inner critic, leaving us feeling charred and insecure. It messes with our self-esteem. It zaps our motivation and turns us into these anxious, self-doubting puddles of just freaking nothing. So let's ditch the shoe swapping, okay? Instead of squeezing your feet into someone else's narrative, step into your own damn shoes. Focus on your unique talents, your badass strengths, the quirks that make you sparkle. Celebrate your journey, own your story, and stop measuring your worth against someone else's highlight reel. You're beautiful. You're messy. You're perfectly imperfect self. Embrace it. You're not a copy in someone else's story. You're the, the lead in your own damn masterpiece. So stop. Stop scrolling. Start shining. And remember, comparison is a buzzkill. And you, my friend, are way too fabulous for that. Number six, mindful social media use. The mind is everything what you think you become. Now that's deep Buddha. But guess what? He knew what was up, especially when it comes to our digital playground. Let's be real. Social media is like a whole freaking universe of its own with its own laws and vibes. But how you choose to navigate this, my friends, shapes your mind big time. Reckless scrolling will leave you feeling lost in a negative wasteland. But if you approach it with mindfulness and you create a feed that is intentional, suddenly it becomes a space for inspiration and, and connection. Recently, I um, I started to just unfollow some folks that I just felt like empty and exhausted from engaging with their content. So just like we talked about decluttering relationships, you want to declutter your feed too. And to be honest with you, science agrees with this. Studies show that when you consciously choose what you engage with online and you seek out the good stuff, positivity kind of ripples through your mind. It's like hitting the gym for your inner peace and strengthening those emotional resilience muscles. So here's the takeaway. Let's be mindful self-care warriors in this social media jungle that we live in. Feed your brain with purpose. Choose interactions that uplift and inspire. And remember, what you fill your mind with, that's what shapes your reality. Ditch the drama. Embrace the 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 good vibes, and just let your inner Buddha shine. Because you know what? A mindful social media experience is definitely a life worth living. Lesson number seven, liberating the power of self-validation. Let's be real, okay? We all crave external validation, waiting for the world to hand deliver praise and trophies to us. But Buddha... He reminds us that the real gold mine is on the inside. Here's what he said. You, yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. You, my friend, are a diamond in the rough. 
and you don't need a standing ovation to know it. And science even echoes Buddha's vibe on this. Studies show that self-love is our mental health secret weapon. It's like a superhero shield, deflecting negativity and boosting our resilience. When we believe in ourselves, we become the lead in our own epic story and not just waiting for a supporting role. So give yourself the VIP treatment that you deserve, bake that self-care cake, and blast your power jam. Treat yourself like the royalty that you are. Because you know what? You're the president of your own fan club, and you come first. Shower yourself with love and affection, y'all. Because self-love ain't selfish. It's essential. It's the foundation for all the good things. Healthy relationships, chasing your dreams, and radiating that inner shine that makes you unfrickin' stoppable. Ditch the self-criticism. Embrace the Buddha within. And let your self-care love anthem blare for the whole world to hear. All right, number eight. Release unrealistic expectations. So here's another Buddha truth bomb. The root of suffering is attachment. Translation, clinging to expectations is like wearing sunglasses indoors. Sure, you might be looking cool and everything, but you're missing out on the whole damn view. Think about it. We all stressed about how things should be, how life should unfold. And before you know it, we're drowning in a sea of what ifs. But Buddha, because he's the king of chilling, reminds us that happiness isn't some distant island reachable only by achieving our rigid plans. It's right here, right now, in the messy, beautiful, present moment. And science is Buddha's co-signer on this one. Studies show that when we let go of those expectations like deflated balloons, our stress levels do the same. So here's the deal. Ditch the should-dos, loosen your grip on the future, and savor the present moment like it's a five-star meal. Embrace the unexpected. Enjoy the detours. And remember, happiness isn't a destination. It's a journey itself. So crank up your inner chill. Toss those expectations out the window and dance like nobody's watching. Because honestly, they probably aren't. Number nine. The harm of gossiping. Speak only if it improves on silence. Now, that's just not poetry, people. It's a recipe for a good life. Think about it. Gossiping, negativity, useless chatter. It's all like throwing confetti, but instead of colorful paper, it's negativity. It's totally not a good vibe, right? Be mindful of our words. And only speak when it truly matters, when it adds value or when it lifts others up. And science is even down with this flow, right? Because studies show that negative chatter creates um, toxic atmosphere, not just for others, but for ourselves too. It's like breathing in stale air for our soul. But guess what? Positive communication, it's like sunshine smoothie for your brain. And it gives that good vibe and spread joy faster than 
a viral cat video. So let's let's make our words count. Trade the gossip rags for genuine conversations, the negativity for uplifting stories, the drama for thoughtful discussions. Let's be the people who leave others feeling brighter, lighter, and inspired. Because when we speak with kindness and intention, we build bridges, not walls. And that, my friends, is the true magic of communication. So remember, your words have power. Use them wisely and speak from the heart and make your voice a symphony of positivity. Number 10, ditch the complaining. Complaining is like pouring fuel on negative fire. Like freaking boom, that shit gonna blow up. Keeping it real though, um, we've all been there. Stuck in that complain-a-thon space spinning the hamster wheel of bad vibes like like it's an Olympic event or some shit. Buddha knew that complaining is like basically throwing gasoline on your inner bonfire of frustration. And honey, that is not the answer to the prayer. And research backs up Buddha's wise words. Studies show that complaining is like quicksand for our moods, dragging us down and sucking the joy right out of the room. But here's the secret sauce, y'all. Gratitude and solutions. So instead of bitching about what's wrong, find the silver lining, that tiny spark of good in the midst of the, of the stuff that's going down. Or better yet, channel your inner MacGyver and figure out how to fix the damn thing. Trade the complaint choir for a gratitude groove. Instead of whining about the rain, dance in the puddles. Instead of moaning about the traffic, plan a detour. And remember, solutions, not sulking, are the real power move. Be the sunshine in someone's storm, the oasis in their desert, the MacGyver of their messy situation. Because let's face it, we need to solve problems, not complain about them. Honestly, it's a waste of damn time. So, be a solution seeker. Spread your good vibes like wildfire. And remember, complaining is just boring. Gratitude is the secret sauce. And solutions are the ultimate superpower. So, get out there and make the world a less grumpy and a whole lot brighter place. All right, it's time to drop the mic Buddha style. Today, we've been delving deep into the wisdom well, uncovering gems like ditching drama llamas and embracing the journey and speaking fire, not smoke. But here's the real, the real truth bomb, y'all. All this is self-love, mindful chatter, and positivity ain't just feel-good fluff. It's like building a fortress of inner badassery. Wait, is that a word? But it sounded good, right? Inner badassery. Brick by mindful brick. Let's let's do it. So here's your call to action, self-care warriors. Activate your newfound wisdom. Embrace the quirks. Slay the negativity dragons. And spread good vibes like confetti at a, at a party. You are the masterpiece in the making. Not a dusty old painting in the attic. So in my Rihanna voice, shine bright like a diamond. Speak light and let your 
inner Buddha breakdance on the table of life. Up next, my girl Arya speaks. Hey, Arya. Hey, Mimi. How are you? Good. You're still on break from school. Yeah. Yeah, so you've been doing some fun stuff. You went snowboarding. How was it? Good. So what was the best part? I don't know. You don't know? Did you like being in the snow? Did you like being in the mountains? Mm, I hated it. You didn't like it? No, it was too cold. It was too cold. I had to get in the car for, like, I think about an hour and a half until until bedtime. To thaw out? Yeah. So, but you're going again tomorrow, right? Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna get on your snowboard and go down the no, hill? I'm going on my sled. Oh, you got Oh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. I did that a long time ago, in Big Bear. But when, wait, in Big Bear? Yeah, I did it in Big Bear. It was a lot of fun. Guess what? This time when I did that, when I went snowboarding uh-huh. for my first time, I think in the snow. Um, I was when I was riding my sled. I was I was sitting on it, and then I flipped over. You flipped over. I was like, whoop, because it was too um. I think it was too snowy, and then it had a. And then you know how my hands were cold. Mm, oh yeah, you told me. Because I touched it, the snow a lot, and it melted in my hand into water. You said it was too cold, right? Yeah. So how what are you gonna do different tomorrow, like to make it better for you? Um, I think we're going sledding. Okay, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, have fun, girl, and come back with lots of stories. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good rest of your night. You too. I love you, kid. Tell you. You wanna say bye to everybody? Bye, bye, all. My girl, Aria, always comes with a great story. Well, that's it for today's show. Um, Hey, any year can be your year. And it's all about what you do. But 2024 has lots of promise, y'all. It's the year of the eight. So what dreams are you going to chase? What fears are you going to conquer? The greatest journeys begin with a shift in mindset. So here are three I want you to consider. Tap in with yourself daily. Are you aligned? Are you happy? Number two, lock in on your goals and focus. And finally, level up and commit to the grind to attain those aspirations. Take that leap, y'all. Embrace the unknown and together, let's see where this cosmic trail leads us. Please do me a solid review like, share, comment on this podcast. My mission is to build a community of self-care warriors one show at a time. Let self-care be your ride or die companion on this wild journey we call life. Slay those challenges, conquer those obstacles, and as always, keep your self-care purse within arm's reach. Until next time, my fabulous friends, remember to put yourself first and to hold my purse. Peace.